0: If you're suffering from any kind of skin problems, this podcast is for you. I would love for you to join me as I explore and share the teachings of Anthony William Medical Medium. This is the You Can Heal Your Skin podcast, and trust me, you can do just that. You can heal your skin. I have healed the psoriasis that I struggled with for most of my life, and if my skin can clear up, so can yours. It's all about understanding why we are sick and what we can do to start healing. My name is Sandra Svensson, and I'm so happy to have you here. Hello and welcome to another episode of You Can Heal Your Skin. In today's episode, we're going to talk about acne. Acne is something that a lot of people are dealing with, and it's something that's widely misunderstood. Uh, Widely misunderstood. And we're going to explore all of this today, and I couldn't be more excited about it. So let's get started. Whenever someone has acne, they also have streptococcus, or strep, in their liver. The strep lives in the liver because that's where it can find food to sustain itself. Their favorite food is antibiotics. And the sad part is that antibiotics are often given to people with acne as a way to keep the acne under control. But this turns into a vicious cycle where the antibiotics are feeding the very strep that causes the acne in the first place. The strep gets stronger and then you get another prescription for more antibiotics, and on and on and on it goes. If you're suffering from acne and you are taking antibiotics, this is what I want you to know. Antibiotics don't kill strep as they should. Why? Because strep is extremely adaptable. Extremely adaptable. It becomes resistant to many different varieties of antibiotics, and this is from all the antibiotics you've taken in your life, not just the ones prescribed to you for acne. So with every treatment of antibiotics, the strep in your body becomes immune. And over time, it just gets stronger and stronger. Acne is basically a result of what has happened before in your life because everyone who deals with acne has a history of taking antibiotics before they got acne. For those very few people that got acne but had never been on antibiotics in their entire life, then the antibiotics were inherited from their parents or came into the body through animal protein, that is, through eating meat. But it isn't just that the strep becomes resistant to the antibiotics, it also learns to use it as fuel the strep learns to consume the antibiotics, feeding itself off of the very treatment that is meant to kill it. Are you with me? Now, there are also other ingredients in the antibiotics that you might not know about. Refined petroleum, basically a form of engine oil, is in all antibiotics. Not because it needs to be, no, but because business contracts were signed. Plastics are also in antibiotics, and so is GMO corn grown for medical use. This GMI corn is a lot different from the GMO corn grown for food. Anyway, the strip learns to consume antibiotics, but it also learns to feed from these harmful ingredients that are in the antibiotics. And you might think that antibiotics just disappear from your system once you've finished your round. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. They stick around. They become a part of your liver. Leftover antibiotics are there alongside many other toxins and poisons, keeping the strep very satisfied and comfortable. Have you ever had strep throat as a kid? The name kind of gives it away, but this is due to strep in the system. And what about tonsillitis? Have you ever had that? If you had tonsillitis, then you have EBV and strep in your system. What about chronic allergies? Have you had any of them? Chronic allergies happen because of elevated strep deposits in the body. Styes in the eye are for most parts caused by strep. Sinus infections are caused by strep. And what has this got to do with acne? Well, everything. These are conditions that very often affect young people, who then get prescriptions of antibiotics which feeds the strep so that it can eventually blossom into acne. Do you see how it all works? The thing with antibiotics is that it might help a little bit in the moment, but the strep will come back, and it will come back stronger. Now, acne is often blamed on hormones. I'm sure you've heard that, and it's a very, very common misconception. It's actually one of the biggest mistakes in modern medicine, hormones causing acne. Some doctors also say that cystic acne is autoimmune, which is also completely wrong. Yes, it's common to get acne when you're a teenager, that's a fact, which is why it's easy to understand that they try to blame it on the hormones. What's really happening is that the strep is taking advantage of puberty. How? Because when you enter puberty, the immune system lowers. This means that the strep can leave the liver... Without the immune system noticing it, and it can escape to the lymphatic system to battle the lymphocytes. The strep is smart. Don't be mistaken. The strep is very smart. It's really clever. It can actually detect what's happening in the body, and it can taste the hormones flooding the body, and it then puts two and two together, understanding that the hormonal shift means the lymphocytes are at their weakest. So the lymphocytes can still destroy some of the strep, but many of them will be able to escape and make a run for the subcutaneous tissue. Teenage hormones are calling out for strep to do whatever it can to get past the lymphatic system's white blood cells to their ultimate destination, which is the skin. And acne breaks out. Acne breakouts also occur with the menstrual cycle, right? It's very common that we get acne with our period, or that it gets worse during our period. This is another reason why the medical establishment mistakes it for being hormonal. The truth is that the woman's immune system lowers around her period. A woman actually only has 20% of her immune system left when she's menstruating. Why? Because 80% of it goes to the reproductive system. This is to make sure that we as a species don't die out. So this is literally to save our lives. And when a woman is ovulating, she only has 60% of her immune system left as 40% of it goes to the reproductive system. This is a big part as to why women are more sick than men. They are more exposed. Twice a month, their immune system is a lot lower and they're more fragile. Men have a solid and balanced immune system without any dips. This is also why a lot of women suddenly realize that their acne is gone when they hit menopause. It's not because of the hormones. It's because the immune system isn't lowering twice a month on a steady schedule. So let's talk about how acne actually forms. The strep travels through the lymphatic system to reach the subcutaneous tissue beneath the skin surface where it can feast. So our skin has a fatty layer under the surface that's part of the subcutaneous tissue. It's meant to be there, but it also happens to be a refuge for poisons. Just as they accumulate in the liver, they accumulate right underneath the skin. So dairy products, for example, tend to find their way to our subcutaneous tissue, giving strep a lot of food to feast on. And it's the same with eggs. Before acne even develops, strep stays in its happy place for a while, feasting on whatever is there, slowly working its way through the subcutaneous fat and building strength for the fight ahead. Finally, it enters the bottom level of the dermis. Now, the skin has its own personalized immune system that starts to gather sebum oil as a quicksand-like agent to stop the strep from getting any higher. But because the strep is well-fed and is extremely strong and vital at this point, the sebum oil isn't enough to stop it. So now the skin's immune system kicks into higher gear, producing even more sebum oil as a last attempt to trap the bacteria and save your skin. Because your immune system doesn't want your skin to become scarred. But when the strep is so strong and powerful, it fights through even the extra sebum oil and survives the lymphocytes and killer cells just below the epidermis. It climbs up into this outer layer of your skin, and there you have it. You have acne on your skin. For some people, these outbreaks are mild and temporary. For others, these outbreaks can be extreme and devastating. What kind of acne you have depends on a lot of things. It depends on how many different strains of strep you have, how many toxins such as heavy metals are present in the liver and subcutaneous tissue for the strep to feed on. It depends on how many antibiotics you have taken in your lifetime, things that you've inherited from previous generations, what kind of adrenaline surges you experience on a daily basis, what kind of pesticides you've been exposed to, and of course the kind of food you eat. Now, where the acne ends up on your body depends on what's going on inside of your body. Strip always tends to take the path of least resistance, so it takes the lymphatic highways that are weakened and haven't been replenished by lymphocytes and are therefore like less policed. It's this route that decides where the acne will eventually show up. That's why some people get it on the back, some on their chest, some on their forehead, and some on their chin. It all depends on what's going on within the lymphatic system. And I also think we should talk a little bit more about the diet since it's so very important for healthy skin. Um, A lot of doctors are recommending people with acne to stay away from dairy and gluten because they're allergenic. They have observed that the more acne patients eat dairy and gluten, the more their skin breaks out. However, this is not because of any allergies. These acne breakouts happen because strep loves to eat dairy and gluten. Dairy, gluten and eggs are their favorite foods. So the strep is having a true feast, it's having a party, and this launches a new low-grade attack on the skin that eventually shows up as acne. And dairy is well known for creating a sluggish lymphatic system which we could think would be good because it would make it harder for the strep to travel through it and get to the skin. But this is unfortunately not the case. In fact, it becomes even easier. Because when the lymphatic system is sluggish, your defense mechanisms, your lymphocytes, are trapped. So they can't do their job. The lymphatic highways with the least amount of lymphocytes, due to the dairy, becomes the strep's path of least resistance. And another thing I want to mention is that with antibiotics is that the liver must also soak them up. And this can weaken the liver's immune system and allow for more strep to reside in the liver alongside old stored antibiotics. And the process will repeat itself over and over and over again. So how do we even get strep into our bodies in the first place? Well, We can get it from our mom or our dad, we can get it from other children, we can get it in public restrooms, we can get it while eating out at a restaurant, and we can get it through intimate contact. You can even pick up a strep variety that became very resistant to a strong antibiotic someone else took in their lifetime. And for women, it's not uncommon to get their first UTI, urinary tract infection, They have a new sexual partner. And UTIs are also due to the strep bacteria. I'm not in any way saying that you shouldn't live your life, you definitely should. These things happen. We get exposed to pathogens and poisons all the time. The important thing is to be aware so that we can be a bit more careful as we live our lives to the fullest and that we are aware of what we can do to feel better when we've been exposed. I find that this is very important. So what can you do to heal your acne? Let me tell you right now what you can do. Building up a strong immune system throughout your body is a critical step in addressing and preventing acne. The most important place to start is in your liver. Being proactive and making this organ an unfriendly environment for the strep will go a long way in protecting your skin, a long way. So caring for your liver is far more efficient than anything. It's far more efficient than like having the best facial, having the best face wash, having the best lotion or the best pill or the best remedy that you use on the surface. Boosting your lymphatic immune system will also make a huge difference. The lymphocytes you rely on to stop the strep in the lymphatic highways feed off vitamins and minerals from fruits, vegetables, herbs and spices. That's why food plays a big, big part in healing your acne. The truth is that the food you eat can either feed the bacteria or kill the bacteria. That's it. Two options, feed the bacteria or kill the bacteria. And I know this can sound harsh, but it's the truth, you know? And the sooner you realize this, the easier it will be for you to shift what you eat and start killing off the strep in your body. Now, it's up to you what kind of food you choose to eat. It's up to you to choose how you want to treat your body. Just know that the more fruits and veggies you eat, the more strep you will kill. Strep hasn't got immunity, it isn't immune, it hasn't built up resistance against any fruit, vegetable, herb, or spice. So like I said, the more you eat of it, the more strep you will kill off. You're also better off lowering your meat consumption if you want to heal your acne. You don't have to be a vegetarian or a vegan, not at all, but to lower your intake of meat will allow you more space for the truly healing foods, such as fruits and veggies, foods that will kill the strep. So meat doesn't kill strep, and meat is also quite high in fat, which doesn't help the liver heal and gain strength. If you truly love meat, you know, have it once in a while, maybe, you know, once or twice a week and have it in the evening. And try to treat yourself to good quality meat, preferably without any antibiotics in it. Now, if you want to clear up your skin, I want to share the most healing foods for acne with you. And they are asparagus, celery, papaya, melons, berries, apricots, oranges, cherries, apples, garlic, onion, aloe vera, lemons and limes, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, kale, Brussels sprouts, and any leafy green that you can find. Celery juice is actually just about the strongest, most potent medicine for healing acne. So if you're not drinking celery juice right now, that's where I would start. I have a free mini course that shows you how to get started healing your skin in the most perfect way. So check out the show notes for the link to that. I also think it's important to talk about what we can do for our kids instead of giving them antibiotics all the time when they're growing up so that we can prevent them from getting acne as teenagers. For smaller children, like say their first ear infection, it normally isn't that bad yet. At that early point, the infections can usually be handled easily with natural antibacterials and antivirals, such as elderberry syrup, lomatium root, zinc, golden seal, vitamin C, and a mullein garlic ear oil. These can actually make it so that they don't need to use antibiotics down the road, because these actually take care of the underlying strep. Golden seal acts like an antibiotic Just be sure to don't stay on it for too long. It should really be two weeks on and two weeks off. Now, I go much deeper into all the different supplements and dosages in my coaching sessions. I just want you to know that there is so much more you can do. There are so many tools available for you if you want to heal your acne. There is so much you can do. Now, diet is the main thing that I want you to focus on. So if you want more inspiration, I advise you to go listen to episode three, The Trouble with Troublemaker Foods, and that will really help you to understand why you should come off these eggs, dairy, gluten and and a few other foods as well. And also with episode five, How to Heal Your Skin with a Holy Four, it gives you a little bit more depth. Depth about all the fruits, vegetables, herbs, spices, and wild foods, and why they are so good for you. So, those are two episodes that I really recommend that you go listen to. And uh, I will share the links with you in the show notes. Now, I also think it's very important for me to tell you that when it comes to healing your acne, it won't go away straight away. Like, it won't be enough for you to drink celery juice for a week and then the acne is gone. The acne will most likely ebb and flow for quite a while because the strep fights back constantly. The strep is very stubborn. But if you show the same stubbornness, like if you build up your immune system and you clean up your diet and you just keep going, you keep being consistent, over time, you will get rid of your acne and you will get rid of it for good. Thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate you so much. Stay tuned, stay positive, and please know that you can totally heal your skin. You can live a life completely free from acne. Now it's just up to you to get started. Talk to you soon. I'm so happy to have you here. I know what it's like to feel like a prisoner in your own body, to want to crawl out of your own skin every now and then. This information has truly changed my life. I finally feel free in my skin. I finally feel peaceful in my body. And I want the same for you, my friend. I really do. With this podcast, I hope to be able to inspire you and to help you forward in your healing somehow. If you're new to this and you're looking for some guidance to get started, then I've got you covered. I've created a free mini-course that is also called You Can Heal Your Skin, where you will learn all the basics. And if you've been on your healing journey for a while and you feel like you're a bit stuck and in need of a helping hand, then please go ahead and check out my coaching program. It's called Skin Healing with Sandra and it runs for three months. During this time, you get six coaching calls with me, one every other week, and you'll also get continual support in between sessions. So in my coaching program, you'll never feel like you're doing it on your own. I'm right there with you every step of the way. On top of this, you'll get access to over 100 recipes that are designed to help you transition into a healthier lifestyle that will allow you to finally heal your skin. You can find all the details at my website, sandrasvenson.com, or by clicking the link in the show notes. This podcast and its content are presented for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or prescription. Make sure you consult your doctor if you have a condition that requires medical attention. Please do not ignore medical advice or postpone medical appointments because of something you have heard on the You Can Heal Your Skin podcast.